Hey, what's up guys? This is Ben Landers. I'm the founder of the PEspecialist.com and I just want to say thanks for being here. You're listening to the Fizz Ed Q&A show. I hope this is an awesome, valuable conversation that will help give you some ideas and answer some common questions around the field of physical education. If you want any links for things that we talk about or summaries, make sure to check out the show notes at the PEspecialist.com slash podcast. And without further ado, let's get into the show. Before we get started, let's read the iTunes review of the week. If you haven't left a review on iTunes, please do so. That'll help us get the show out to more people, help more people see the show. And this iTunes review of the week is from Jank Tank. And it says, awesome resource. These teachers are super knowledgeable and practical with their advice. Great listen for any PE teacher trying to better their craft. Excited for more episodes. Right. Thanks, Jank Tank. Have an awesome day. What's up, friends? This is Ben and Marcus, your neighborhood-friendly PE teachers. We're coming at you with another fun, awesome, exciting, and helpful episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A show. Uh, if you have any questions on Instagram Live, feel free to jump in. We'll try to answer them as we uh, go through. Uh, today, we're going to be covering everything that goes into planning a jump rope unit, some of our favorite jump rope resources. We'll walk you through each week the reasons behind why we spend so much time teaching jump rope and just try to provide a really helpful unit that you can kind of listen to or watch this video um, next time you are planning your next jump rope unit. Awesome. Ready to kick it off, bro? Let's do it. All right. Start with the why and like maybe just talk about like how you introduce the unit to your kiddos. Yeah, yeah. A lot of times when we're introducing the unit, the way we do with all of our units is uh, bringing the kids all together, bringing the students together and, and, and talking about the why. It helps put them in a mind frame, in a mindset of being willing to do their best on the jump rope unit. So we all sit them down together and we try to, you know, ask them a question of why we practice jump roping in PE class and um, you get into the aspect of how easy it is to keep your heart strong by just having this rope and turning that rope over there. So we try to talk about a lot of different things on there and how easy it is to have jump roping uh, be a part of your everyday uh, physical activity and uh, we try to relate that to the students on there. So uh, that's one of the ways that we try to do it over at our school as far as uh, telling them the why and, and getting them involved in that way. For sure. Yeah, we kind of do a similar thing. Um, we I always like to tell my kids that, you know, you can't do a pacer test like when you're in a hotel room or like if it's raining outside. But jump rope is just such a small, easy, convenient, cheap thing that you can just throw in a bag and you can have an awesome workout and a fun thing that you can do. And there's tons of different things you can do with it. And so when we start the unit, one of the things I like to explain to my kids is like, we're going to learn how to do different tricks and things for the next four weeks because I want you to be able to do so many things with this jump rope that you never get bored because there's so many, so many things you can do. And it's such a great workout um, and it's really cheap. So it's just a really low cost entry point for any kid that wants to get involved um, and uh, just a great basic life skill. So usually we show our kids a video of some world-class jump rovers. So all the links and the resources and things we'll talk about, we'll um, link them in the show notes page, we'll link up a blog post, we'll link up all the uh, animated GIF resources and things like that. Um, but two of the main videos I usually show, there's one really good one that is 
uh, this world championship jump rope girl from Brazil. And in the video, she gets interviewed. Yeah, and there's just so many awesome teachable moments where she messes up, and they actually have on the film like her trying different tricks and messing up. And she talks about in the uh, YouTube video, which is like five minutes long, how um, you you're gonna mess up and you have to keep on trying. And she picked up jump rope like the first time when she was nine years old. So I always like to talk to my kids about that because most of my kids are you know either nine or below and then like my fourth and fifth graders are just a little bit more than that so just the it's a really really relatable video for kids and then there's also a good one that's uh nick woodward who's the uh world championship guy and he's doing backflips and doing all these crazy jump rope tricks as well so we'll link those up below great way to kind of plug it and um and you just kind of hook your kids and get them interested in jumping rope did you see the questions that popped up? Just yeah, there? I saw the one question was the youngest group that we do jump roping with. We do jump roping with all the students. So kindergarten through, I have fourth grade, Ben has fifth grade. So we start them out at kindergarten. That's a great, that's a great way to get into the why because kindergartners are going to make mistakes all the time. So that's a great way to, to help implant, um, of not giving up, keep on trying, doing the things. So we start with kindergarten all the way up through fourth and fifth grade. We do jump roping with all of them. Yeah. Yeah, we, I have uh, two 4K classes and I'll be doing jump rope. I'm going to start them learning how to jump mm-hmm. and they're not going to be able to, you know, jump rope for a minute or anything, but just getting those basics down, learning how to turn it, how to jump over the rope one time. We'll talk about some of the variations you can do with those younger kids. Mm-hmm. Um, and we'll also link up another video of kind of how I sell it to my kindergarten students for the first time. Um, and I always like to talk to them about making sure that. I, I let them know up front that it's going to be hard. I'm like, guys, it's going to be really, really hard. But in the next four weeks, like, if you don't give up on me, it's going to be a big payoff because you're going to learn how to jump this rope. It's going to be really awesome. Um, so I like to just get that up front with my kindergarten kids. And I have a video showing how I teach it to kindergartners. And we'll talk about that in just a little bit, how we break it down for them. Um, so what we'll- age can we assess motor quality? Uh, you can assess motor quality at any age, I think. Um, if you're talking about like when can they actually jump a rope, um, we're going to uh, reference some of the grade level outcomes that you mm-hmm. should be looking for. Um, and a really great document to check is the Shape America grade level outcomes document, just for like the base level of what your kids should be able to do for each age group. Um, so that's kind of the intro of the first day selling them on the why why you're teaching it with every unit and then also show them a quick youtube video of some of the experts the professionals so you can really hook them and um, get them excited about the unit and then jump rope management <laughs> how do you guys do your jump ropes at, at lake murray we have a uh jump rope cart okay you might remember the pvc it, cart yeah, yeah the pvc little, cart like, things with on the hangs on yeah, there yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. so we have that and we put that right outside of the equipment door and then we go through and we discuss how to get a jump rope and how to put one up. So like the first day, we give them a chance to try out the jump rope. And then if they want to exchange it out, they can do that as well. But before we do that, we talk about how you measure the, the jump rope on there. And I think Ben has a video on how you measure the jump rope to see if it's right for you. So we talk about that first to make sure that the kids get a jump rope that's best for them. And obviously kids make mistakes all the time. so. Um, we do give them a chance to exchange it out. But since our school is so large, it's tough for us to just let them go up and get a jump rope themselves. 
So we'll have, we'll usually line up a, a group here and give them a choice of what size they want to do. And then as we're warming up and we're giving them a chance to play, especially with the older kids, um, we'll give them a chance to exchange it out for a different size if they want to do something like that. But our turf ups are on the cart. Um, I would love to get the bracket up on there, but right now we just have the cart, which is a little bit easier for us when I mean, we can move it around and yeah. stuff like that. But um, So what uh, age do you not allow them to exchange their own jump rope out? You said you do it with the older kids? With the older kids, we go third, I'll go with second, third, and fourth. So like kindergarten, first grade. They have we, to come ask. They have you. to come back and they have to come and ask. Okay. And then, uh, but second graders, um, at that point, they usually have a good base of what's the right size for them because we've been doing it since kindergarten, so they yeah. understand that. But um, third and fourth graders, I mean, we they should be able to figure that out yeah, on yeah. their own. But the kindergarten first, if um, if we don't have a predetermined size for them like we usually do, yeah. and then they can come and ask us you know, about the cool. change on there. Um, so for, for me, we have these awesome, really old school jump ropes that are like thick beads that They're don't bust best. off all the time. Those are the best. Um, they were there when I got there. <laughs> I don't know where you would get them. Probably at a yard sale. Yeah, they were but awesome. they've lasted a really long time. And there's three sizes. So I have them color coded. Our white jump ropes are the short ones. So I use those with my kindergarten kids. Those are six feet. Mm-hmm. Where is it? Six, six feet, yeah. yeah. And then the red jump ropes is seven foot rope, so I use those like first, second, third, and then fourth and fifth, I start pulling out the blue ropes, which are the longest ones, which is an eight foot rope. Mm-hmm. So we talked. To, I talked to my kids at the beginning about like how to choose the right size. They stand on the middle, they pull a rope up to uh, reach like where their armpits or their shoulders are. Um, so if the handles don't reach up to your armpits, it's too short for you. And if the handles reach past your shoulders, it's too long for you. Um, and for the management, I did have that same PVC cart Marcus is talking about, which is like, it has little bars on the side that you have the different size ropes on it. Um, but it was starting to get a little janky and like leaning to one side. And my like biggest pet peeve is like when the jump ropes (laughs) get tangled up and, and like they're in a knot and the kids put it back on the, um, the like hook thing. So what I did is we had these like closet doors uh, into our equipment closet and they open up into the gym. And so on the back of that, I have, um, it's almost like a, I think it was called a hula hoop rack from the retailer that I bought it from. Um, but I installed it horizontal. horizontal so I have yeah. different size jump ropes on each Yeah, it's a hook. hula hoop rack. Yeah. We just got some for the hula okay. we got last summer. Cool. It's the same kind of concept, yep. Um, and so I just open that door and then all the jump ropes are ready to go. And the way I do it for the first class of the day is I'll have them uh, pick out their ropes and then after that class is over, I have them fold it up and place it on the wall mm-hmm. for the next class. And so then similar to Marcus, like the ropes are lined up on the wall, all the red ropes are on this one spot, all the blue ropes are on this spot. Um, and the kids can go switch out if they feel like they want to try a different size throughout the day so you don't have to manage it. And then the last class of the day, I just had them bring one handle up to me. Um, and we pretty much do that for the entire four-week unit. Yeah. Let's see. We've got a question. I'm a newly PE teacher. How do you break down your grading system? Um, you're going to want to check out our FAQ page for that, mm-hmm. the PE specialist slash FAQ. kind of go over in detail um, how we do uh, grades. So check that out. Uh, another thing that you could do, um, ben is talking about at the end of class having them practice folding up the ropes and doing that kind of stuff. If you think that's very difficult for your group, we talk about earlier in stations 
one of the stations, you could do a jump rope station as a prerequisite to see where your kids are at. You can do that as well. And then you can also teach them how to fold it and do on that. Um, teaching them how to fold and manage the jump ropes, it, it, to me, is just as important as teaching them how to do it in the class as well. Because, you know, if you've ever tried to untangle a, a whole mess of jump ropes, it's very difficult. So um, pre-planning that and including that in your lesson will help things go smoother. And to pre-teach that, you could do it as a station um, to give them a chance to practice and practice folding up the ropes and cleaning up as well. Um, that's why we like to do it at kindergarten. So kindergartners learn how to do it, and by the time they leave us in fourth and fifth grade, they know exactly how to clean up those uh, jump ropes. So yeah. uh, it's a little something you can add on there to, to help your program go a lot smoother as well. Yeah. Um, it's actually, I just looked it up. Kindergarten is a seven-foot rope. First and second, seven to eight foot, oh, and then cool. third to fifth is eight to nine foot. Um, so with kindergarten, I don't give them an option. I just give them all the same rope mm -hmm. because most of them, unless there's a really, really tall kid, I might pull out like one of the red ropes, which is a little bit longer. Um, they're all going to use the same rope. Mm -hmm. And then also with the whole sizing thing, if the handles don't come up to their shoulders, but they really like using a short rope for some reason, um, I'm still going to let them do it if they're successful. So I'm not going to be like real stringently like, oh no, you have to get this one because it's the right size. If they're successful with it, that's the thing that matters to me. Okay. I just want to give them a guide so they know what the right size should be. And then we talk about, hey, different different people like different things. Some people might like a rope a little bit longer. Some might like it a little bit, um, you know, shorter. So that's just some things to think about. Piece yeah, but definitely echo what Marcus said. You got to talk about managing those jump ropes unless you want a big old knot of jump ropes. That's like the worst thing you could ever ask for. And then also, also when you're teaching it, you know, we talk about separating the content and the management, have that discussion at the beginning of class about not touching the jump ropes while the teacher is talking and only using the jump ropes while we use the music and the music is great for us. Our students understand when the music is on, that's the time for you to play and do the activity. But when the music is off, it's the time for us, time for you to listen. So having that discussion um, about folding the ropes up the correct way and also managing them when you're teaching and not teaching is a great way for you to help the students listen and learn and then they can be very successful in the, in the activity. True that. Uh, so that's kind of the intro management, how we do the size of the jump ropes. Um, somebody was asking about uh, like how you plan or know what to assess for each person. Um, you can definitely check out, we'll link it in the show notes page, which is at thepespecialist.com slash podcast. You'll find all the notes and everything uh, that we talk about. Um, you can see the grade level outcomes document that Shape America puts out. It's a great little, uh, just a gauge for you to figure out what kids should be able to do. Um, but then after you teach the unit a few times, you'll start to understand what to look for um, with what kids are able to do. Like kindergarten is an exploration stage. It's the first time they've ever done it. First grade, you're going to have some kids that were at your school in kindergarten that are now going to be able to jump like 20 times in a row. And then like the kids that practice at home might be able to jump for like an entire minute. Um, which reminds me of one of the ways we assess uh, during the jump rope unit is by doing something called the endurance club challenge. And um, again, we'll put some links below if you want to go into more detail and see what it looks like and get some visuals. But basically the way it works is you put some uh, poster bulletin board paper on your wall, you glue it on the wall, and then you can choose what levels you want to have. For me, I found it really helpful to do a one minute, a two minute, and a three minute club. 
Um, and so I put a poster on the wall and I have a little one minute club sign, a two minute club sign on the other one and a three minute club sign. And so every day, except probably not the first week for kindergarten and first, cause they're just learning. You gotta get that introduction and practice. Um, but for second through fifth, the first day of the unit, at the end of the um, lesson, the first lesson, I tell them, hey, we're gonna have a chance and you're gonna get a chance to try to get in the endurance club. And so the way it works is uh, I put a big timer up on the TV in my gym and they start jumping and if they make a mistake they just stop and drop their rope um, and they can do stretches or exercises or they can watch the people that are still yeah, going and we talk about how it's you can learn a lot from watching the people that are successful and so when you're watching the kids that are able to make it to one minute or two minute or three minute um, you can learn what kind of tricks they're doing what kind of steps are they doing are they jumping fast or are they jumping slow you can relate that to the pacer test and talk about how for an endurance thing, you want to go nice and slow because it's not about going fast, it's not a race, you're trying to last as long as you can. Um, anyway, so if they make it to the one minute, they get to write their name up on the paper, same thing for two minutes, same thing for three minutes. So that's an easy way that you can assess um, your kids. We have a lot of other uh, options. We have like trick checklists, um, partner assessment checklists, they can put together a jump rope routine. Um, we'll provide some links down below for all that stuff as well. That's something that I do every day. It's super easy, um, similar to the way we do our daily self-assessment. Just a way yeah. to build it in um, and yeah. let the kids kind of do it on their own. Yeah, and we and we talk about having our kids live and learn. As PE teachers, we also have to do a very good job of living and learning. I know in the past, especially uh, being with Ben in the past, we've done two-minute, three-minute, and four-minute, and it was very difficult. And the kids didn't get a chance to assess themselves for two minutes, because two minutes, jumping for two minutes is a, is a really long time. It's yeah. a really hard task. It's hard. And so uh, I know Ben has adjusted it, and we have adjusted it as well, of doing the one minute, two minute, and three minute for everybody so they can see themselves be successful doing the one minute and, you know, living and learning as a PE teacher and realizing that it was very difficult for those kids, especially those kids who were just right over there to have that success. Uh, factor and see that and being able to write their names up on the wall and do something like that is what kids really enjoy to do. Um, another one that you can do for an assessment is a speed test. Um, we can do a, a one minute speed test to see how many times you can jump. If they make a mistake, they can just keep on going. So that way you get those kids who, who, who can't do it consistently and not make a mistake, but they're really fast. That's another way that they can assess themselves. And you know, if you get kids going really fast for a minute, that really gets their heart rate up, and that's something that they can practice at home on there as well. So we'll have a um, a link or something like that to the, as another way for you to practice um, for kids to have a, a success rate while they're in class with you. Yeah, that's good. Uh, good uh, assessment. They love doing that speed, speed challenge. Speed <laughs> challenge is, is clutch. Yeah. yeah, the way we did it was. We, we would have, uh, I normally don't do that just because we don't have as much time, but I have done it before and I partnered the kids up. Mm -hmm. One person was counting with the stopwatch. One person, all they had to do was just focus on getting as many jumps as they many could. As many jumps as you can. Um, and then similar to the endurance wall, we had them, if they made a certain number, and I honestly can't remember, what, do you guys have a like goal number for them, for your kids, for the speed test? Um, from what I remember, I think it was like third, third, fourth, and fifth, it was 80 or above, I okay. think. I have to go back and look at the yeah, notes. Yeah, so you, is it, once again, you can, you'll test it out You can see test what it out and see, yeah. um, see what you like and what you don't like on there. But Yeah, so you can start something real low, like, I don't know, like 
40 for third grade, 50 for fourth grade, and then 60 for fifth, and see how it goes. If it's too easy, you just move the numbers up. Mm -hmm. But then if they make that goal number, they can sign their name on the speed wall. Speed wall. The kids love putting their name on the wall, so yeah, it's great really motivation enjoy. for them. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Can you suggest a valid test to assess agility, balance, coordination, speed, flexibility, cardio, <laughs> endurance, explosive strength? Wow. Cool. That's wow. a killer uh, question there from Instagram Live. And uh, what I would do is, um, for fitness testing, you can go to, um, or we have a blog post outlining how we assess cardiovascular endurance, mm -hmm. flexibility, push-ups, curl-ups, muscular endurance, and muscular strength. Um, those are the only uh, fitness components that I assess. Yeah. Uh, just because of time, I see my kids once a week, uh, I don't have time to assess any other ones. We have very detailed, we just, I just follow fitness gram and use their assessments. Um, but there's a ton of different fitness assessments you could just try the you know for explosive strength you could do like a vertical jump test or uh, for distance or horizontal jump test or vertical jump test those are really quick and really easy um, yeah check out those posts those will give you some ideas um, and let's talk about kindergarten because they're kind of like off on their own they're just <laughs> learning for the very first time uh, how to jump they're getting exposed to the content for the very first time so for them I try to break it down into very small components and the first thing we do is just work on the jump so like we talk about management like we talked about at the beginning how we don't tangle the ropes up we practice folding them up nice and neat um, but the first thing we do is I just have them lay the rope on the ground and we just do different kind of jumps over the rope so it's jumping a rope and I'm like I told you you're gonna jump a rope yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, it's not turning and jumping. So they don't have to worry about the turning motion. They're just focused on the jumping. And there's a video that we'll link up uh, in the show notes about the, lots of different tricks you can do with the rope on the ground. Okay. Um, and then once they figure that out, then you just practice the turn without jumping. So just doing the turn, working on the turn, and then add them together and see if they can turn it and jump one time. Mm -hmm. And um, that's kind of the progression. And then throughout the whole unit, I'll uh, try to break it down into different stations so they don't get too bored uh, with their uh, jumping. Because if you try to get kindergartners to do the same thing for 25 minutes, you're just, it's a losing battle. You've got to yeah. keep it quick, you got to change things up. Mm -hmm. 30 second, one minute spurts, have them sit down, talk to them a little bit, give them some encouragement, let one or two kids show off their skills that mm -hmm. are some of the examples of the class. Um, so we'll practice like hula hooping, hula jumping, where you turn the hoop and jump over it. Um, jumping with the rope on the ground, turning the rope, turning and jumping the rope, um, playing a game called snake, which is where you I tie the rope to a little uh, leg of a chair, and one kid turns the rope real fast like a snake on the ground, and the kids just practice running and jumping over it. They love it. Yeah. Um, so any kind of creative ways you can work in jumping, you can do hurdles um, as a station activity with, with the uh, kindergartners. Once you kind of introduce those basics to them, uh, I think will be really helpful. Yeah. The, the key part of kindergarten, what Ben is talking about, having those different variety of different things on there. But the key part in there, <coughs> excuse me, with kindergarten is one, teaching them the management skills, how to, how to handle the jump rope, when to use the jump rope, when not to use the jump rope, how to clean the jump rope up, and then also um, working on the not giving up part, um, especially those ones who have never done it before. I, I see um, teaching kindergartens how to jump rope, that's the biggest issue with them is that, especially if it's something that is really hard for them, it's easy for them to quit and give up. So 
having that management aspect of it and then also in that encouragement aspect of it, uh, thinking jump rope is a great way for you to practice those skills as a PE teacher, um, not giving up, motivating, staying on the task and, and, and finding those different ways to find something that you enjoy to do that, that you might want to do at home. So kindergarten um, is a lot of fun um, teaching them how to jump rope because you get to do those both of those things over there. Yeah. I uh, got a question from Vancouver. Uh, she's asking if you were given the choice between a badminton unit and a jump rope unit, which one would you do first? Personally, I would do jump rope. I uh, do not teach badminton because uh, because it's such a long handled implement. I found it really, really hard to teach elementary kids since I only see them once a week. So we do short handled paddles. Um, like ping pong style paddles or like waffle paddles and do more tennis style skills for striking with implements. Mm -hmm. um, so for me personally, I would do jump rope over badminton. I, I mean, I agree. I mean, it's easier for us to um, get students to be more successful in jump roping than it is badminton because we only see them for once a week. And, you know, striking the birdie is, is very difficult for students our age. So we try to give them more successful activities. So um, the shorthanded implements, the paddles, the, uh, the waffle paddles, those different things over there, students have more success for, for us. Um, so that's why we would prefer to teach jump roping over uh, badminton. But I mean, badminton is a great activity that you can do to stay healthy. It's just not a great one for us because of the time we get to see with our students. Yeah. I stu when I was student teaching, I was teaching badminton to high school kids, mm -hmm. and they were struggling. Um, and I've just, it's been, I found it very hard. Maybe if you had like a short handled badminton racket, it would maybe, be a little uh, bit easier. My kids have always struggled with badminton. Mm -hmm. um, my jump, our jump rope unit is four weeks long uh, for 4K through fifth grade. We see them once a week. Mm -hmm. um, let's see, yeah, once a week. And honestly, if you see your kids more, jump rope is going to be even better because they're going to yeah. get that practice. You can just mm -hmm. review more, get more practice, and you're going to see a lot more success with your students the more time you have. Um, all right, you ready to break it down week by week? Let's break it down. All right, so we got a four-week unit. Um, we kind of already talked about like the intro. It's pretty similar for everybody. Kindergarten is a little bit off on their own, um, doing like station activities and a lot of review, a lot of things like that. For week one, um, I focus on single tricks. So first grade through fifth grade, they're only focusing on themselves and learning how to do different tricks. Some kids that don't know how to jump rope are just focusing on trying to learn how to jump. Um, but you can, you can learn how to jump better by doing different tricks. Sometimes if a kid has never tried to do like a jogger step where they're going like back and forth or a hop on one foot or jumping with a double bounce instead of a single bounce, those little things can help them really grab that trick and really grab the ability to jump rope because they've never done it that way. They've only tried it one way. Yeah. Um, and so teaching them different tricks can not only keep them uh, interested and keep it from being too boring, it challenges everyone. And then the kids that are just working on the basics, just keep working on the basics. Um, and so first week we spend going over uh, single tricks. We have a trick poster that we kind of use as a framework for that. Mm -hmm. And I have uh, basic tricks that teach first grade, second grade, intermediate, second and third, and then advanced for fourth and fifth. Mm -hmm. um, I have a tutorial video, we'll link that up in the show notes as well, that kind of goes over every trick. Um, and then also uh, not completely necessary, but if you do have a screen, um, we created some animated GIFs that are super, super helpful. 
um, to have looping in the background when you're teaching the trick mm -hmm. to give them a the visual, visual of the trick has the cues up there so as I'm teaching each trick I have the slideshow up on the TV and I just go to the next animated GIF for each one so the kids can constantly see a visual demonstration of the trick after I do it, demonstrate it for them um, so while that's going going around trying to help kids um, give them a few minutes to practice and then move on to the next trick um, then at the end of class, we do the Endurance Club Challenge, which is what we talked about earlier, where the kids have a chance to see how long they can jump. And uh, if they make it to the one or two or three minutes, they write their name up on the wall. Yeah, we structured our, our week one the same way over there. The best thing about doing week one and the single tricks is one, you get a chance to explain why, um, we talked about earlier, but also you get a chance to demonstrate the single tricks for them if you don't have a video or anything like that. And then the kids can see you make a mistake. Um, when they see us do those advanced tricks and the, even the basic tricks, when we stop and we make a mistake and we do it wrong, the kids can see a, visible, a visual of us failing. And that's one of my favorite parts about doing week ones because one, you get, especially if you teach it all day long, that's a great exercise activity for you. But then the kids can also see you do the trick, see that it's possible for them to do it. And then they can also see you make a mistake, which is the kids do a great job of, of letting you know when you make a mistake. And, and, and I think that's important for kids to see that as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, somebody on Instagram was asking about a softball unit. Uh, if you go to a website called PE Universe, um, I posted a few videos of some fun games you could try out on there. Um, and if you have a tight space, what are some ideas to engage students without many jump ropes? Um, if you got a tight space, you can do some partner um, mm -hmm. peer assessment activities. Uh, so like you, you could also have some kids that don't have a jump rope just practice jumping. Like we we're talking about with the lines on the ground or putting lines. a rope on the ground, you put a tape line down and you can practice the exact same jumps that you do with a jump rope to an imaginary jump rope. And it's actually a lot better for them to get that footwork down mm -hmm. before they add in the hands because it's extra coordination. So the more they practice the footwork of the jump, then they're going to be ready to go with their hands when they get their hands ready. Um, so that's use, a great thing you do for tight you space. Can use, if you have tight space and you don't have, if, even if you don't have tight space, you have limited equipment, use some other equipment like hula hooping, mm -hmm. um, some different types of things over there. If you if you have, um, if you don't have the lines on the ground, you can put equipment down on the ground, like you know the um, paddles and some different things and um, some bats if you have to, just to make sure that the um, space is good. But that's a great way for you to work on that as well. Cool. Um, so week two, they're coming in. You're just doing a quick review of like everything you talked about earlier with the management stuff real fast. And then I let them uh, at the beginning of class uh, practice the single tricks that we worked on. We'll review some of those single tricks. If we didn't get to all the single tricks that were on the like trick poster that I have on the wall, I'll hit those real quick. And then I'll give them a chance to do the endurance club challenge. And then about the last half of class, I uh, partner kids up and we do some partner tricks. Um, there's some examples of this on the post that we'll link below. Mm -hmm. but it's just a great way to um, work on jumping rope, but then also you bring in that teamwork, teamwork. aspect, yep. work on that social, emotional. Um, and it's a lot more fun for some kids <laughs> to work with a partner. So the kids that are more social and things like that, you're gonna cater to them more um, when you start teaching some of those partner tricks to them. Yeah, partner tricks uh, are a great way for those kids who who struggle with jump roping to give them somebody who has the skill so they can, one, see um, how somebody does it really well. And then 
Um, you can also work with that person who does a really good job of turning the rope or jumping the rope and they can give them some pointers and maybe build them up where they're weak at. And we have some students who have trouble turning the rope. If you have a partner and then all they have to focus on is jumping and you can get some success yeah. from them when they only have to work on jumping. We have some people, some kids who struggle with the jumping part, but they can turn really well. So they can get with somebody that can um, do the jumping really well and they can work together and have that success rate on there. On there. So partner tricks are a great way to do that. And then, I mean, I know Ben sees it, but we see it a lot of the time when they take the stuff from PE class and you see them doing it at recess. And that's a great way for them to make a friend and to build that social aspect on there. So that's why we enjoy doing those partner tricks. Sure. And after school program. After school. All the time. I love it when I see the kids doing the after school, like what the games we teach or the activities we teach in the after school program. Mm -hmm. um, Shannon, we are located in sunny South Carolina. Um, so that's where we're at. So the week one is single tricks. Week two, we're going over single review and then also partner tricks. Week three is uh, working on some team jump roping. So uh, instead of doing partners where you're working with two, for team ropes, you'll have two people that are turning a longer rope. Uh, for me, I use a uh, nine to 10 foot rope mm -hmm. for my first graders because the shorter rope for them is a little bit easier. If you use like a long double dutch rope, it's really hard for those first graders to get it's that turn right. going. Yeah. Um, and the way I introduce it in first grade, because that's the first time I'm working on team ropes with them, is I just have a station where they just work on the turn. So they're only, I have like poly spots on the ground, it's very structured, they're staying on the spot, they practice riding a big circle in the air with their imaginary magic marker, and then they do that with the jump rope, and they're trying mm -hmm. to match their partner mm -hmm. like a mirror. Um, and so then once they have the turns down, I think everybody's got it, then I'll let them add in a jumper and the jumper will start in the middle and they'll just say one, two, three, and they'll try to turn. And we'll do some jump rope rhymes like jumping, jumping, having fun, how many jumps until you're done? One, two, three, four, five, and they just start counting. There's tons of jump rope rhymes you can do. Uh, if you just Google jump rope rhymes, you will have a ton. Um, also, uh, with the older kids, since they already have some practice with turning, um, I will play for my third through fifth graders a game called Run Through School. So I'll let them have a chance to practice turning and jumping the team rope uh, for probably, you know, like five minutes or so. Um, and then we will introduce the game. Uh, it's a real basic game, but it's a lot of fun. And the way it works is you, as much space as you have, you can have that many ropes. So like for a class of 24, I will usually try to get at least three or four ropes going yeah. so the kids aren't waiting in line too long. And basically you run uh, through the rope one time with uh, at the very beginning and don't jump at all because everybody starts in kindergarten and kindergartners don't know how to jump. <laughs> and so you just run straight through and if you make it through without touching the rope then you graduate to the first grade. Um, and first graders can jump one time and so basically as you progress to each different grade that's how many times you jump and the kids try to make it to middle school or make it to high school you know it depends on how much time you have um, that's what we do with third to fifth and then uh, first and second is just learning how to turn doing jump rope rhymes mm -hmm. and uh, trying to see how many times they can jump successfully we just try to make sure that we stress that the turners what the people we call on the ends of the ropes are the most important people when you're doing yeah. the long rope or a team rope you know, Especially when you're doing these types of games, you get those people, you get those students who, who want to try to get people out. And we tell them the turner's job is not to get people out. The turner's job is to turn the rope so we can all have fun jumping the rope. So we try to stress 
how important it is to be a great turner, to be a great teammate, to help somebody else be successful while they're doing the activity so you don't get those uh, students who get upset when somebody's not turning the rope the way they feel like they should be turning the rope. So we try to you know, get ahead of the, the, the issue by stressing that the turners are really important when you're doing those long rope activities. Yeah, for sure. Um, and that, that is something that you need to talk about because otherwise you have those kids playing around and trying to do the snake with the rope. Yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, so then team, the next week, week four, um, actually, before we do that, an, a great instant activity you can do with your kids and a great station activity with uh, kindergarten first or second is something we call the thunder stick challenge. Um, a lot of people call it like helicopter rope. Um, you've probably seen it around, but the basic idea is you spin a rope around in a circle. Somebody stands in the middle of the circle and they spin a rope around and then everybody tries to jump over okay. it. Um, and I have a video where I show an example of how I, what I created um, was like a long PVC pipe with a little like rope on the ground, a wiffle ball. So you can spin it around on the, on the ground. Um, so you can check that out if you're interested. It's a fun way to work as a station on just jumping and not turning. And um, basically the way it works is when it hits your foot, you're out and you'll go do another activity like practice jumping rope, practice hula hooping, jogging on the outside lines. Um, I use it with my third through fifth graders for the first three minutes of class as soon as they walk in. I have everybody circle up on the middle circle of the gym and I start spinning it and if it hits their foot they go to the walking jogging lines and just walk jog to outside and they love it. Um, yeah. So it's a fun fun activity you can try out with your kids. Such an awesome activity. Kids really enjoy doing the thunderstick challenge. Yeah. Especially if you can get it to the point where they can do it themselves and you really got something going on. Yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it is nice having that uh, pipe connected to the rope because it keeps the rope on the ground. So you can do it with a normal jump rope, but then what ends up happening is if the kids awesome. go too fast, the rope will come up in the air and hit somebody. Um, yes, Don, turners are the most important. Glad you agree. <laughs> um, and then last week uh, we do with third through fifth uh, I do something called a whirlwind tournament this is an activity that I learned from J.D. Hughes the one and only amazing yes. author of No Standing Around in My Gym P.E. to the Max P.E. to the Max 2 P.E. to the Max 5 no, I'm just kidding he's got a bunch of books so you, you got to check him out if you have not um, we'll provide a link to his site in the um, description as well um, but basically it's similar to run through school except um, you only run in and jump one time and run out, but you have to run in before the rope turns with nobody in it. So the kid that's waiting really has to pay attention. Um, I have a, a video of this to give you a visual and we'll link that up. But you, you run in, you jump one time and run out, and once they get the hang of it, it really turns into a whirlwind of kids running in a circle and trying to jump the rope. Um, and then we do it like a tournament style, so we'll play down to the last uh, three or four kids and then if you're out, you will go to a practice rope and just keep practicing this exact same game. Um, and then I bring all the kids back over. So we do like different heats. And if you make it to the final four, you get to be in the final tournament. Last five minutes of class, we do a final tournament with everybody that made it. Um, and we crown the whirlwind champion to the last three people that are in. Yes. Um. Whirlwind is an awesome activity. We, we really enjoy doing it, especially if you can get the kids to understand the concept of 
when you're the next person in line, you need to make sure you're ready because once that first person goes through and they jump one time, you need to follow right, right in behind them. And um, if you get a set of kids that understand that, especially the older kids who um, figured it out, it really helps out to see the visual on there. Um, another thing we would tell you to do, uh, the game's called uh, Whirlwind on there, just in case I saw it on Instagram Live right there. Um, one thing that you want to make sure that you structure when you do these teamwork, act, uh, team rope activities is what to do with different turners so you don't have the same turners doing it over uh, and yeah. over and oh, yeah. over and over again. Um, a lot of times what we do if a kid makes a mistake while they're jumping then they become the turner or the turner has a certain amount of time that they can turn and then they let somebody else go. Um, but we want to try to make sure we give everybody a chance to turn the rope. That's why that's another reason why we stress how important the turners are at the beginning of doing teamwork rope activities because then um, the kids understand and kids get an, an idea of how important it is to be a turner. So structuring, uh, it works differently for different people in different gyms, but try to figure out a different way um, to make sure that all the turners get a chance to turn and, and you don't have the same two people doing it over and over again. So. Yeah, yeah, good call. Mm -hmm. um, another thing uh, you can do instead of whirlwind is you could have a run through school tournament. So if you haven't done that, um, the way that I found it to be really helpful if you're doing that as a like whole class activity is I'll have the kids run through school when they reach a certain grade. Like if they graduate from middle school, they become a coach and then they become a turner. So all the coaches will have to be a turner. So then that way the kids that are lower skilled, they get stuck as a turner sometimes. The coaches will kick them out. They'll go back to the line and get more time to jump. And then the coaches can give them advice nice. as they're going through. Um, so the kid and the kids obviously love to be a coach. Yeah. Uh, so that's like another fun little tweak you can add to the run through school activity. Um, and then another fun last week thing, uh, if you want to switch it up, is just doing station activities. Mm -hmm. um, we'll link up some different station ideas. We got some awesome station signs. The way that uh, I always do that is I have these little slips. They're called dry erase slips. They go on a cone. I tie a little rope to it and slide it over the cone. And I just drop the stations in each one. The cones are numbered one through eight. And um, then I just set those up around the gym. And then we have the kids do different stations and they rotate around to all the different ones. So uh, that's the way that we do the station work. And it usually works out really good. Kids love having that independence, having that autonomy. And you okay. can always trade out the stations as you want. Yeah. Um, we will uh, link up everything below. We have like follow the leader videos um, for each level, basic, intermediate, advanced. If you have a screen, those animated GIF file resources are really, really helpful. And also, um, we'll link up a resource below for, uh, it's a bit controversial now, but Jump Rope for Heart, <laughs> which um, we no longer do, but if you wanted to do any kind of jump roping Rope fundraiser, fund, yeah. um, you could organize it in a very similar way. Um, and the way we have always organized that is um, we would have like one whole grade level in the gym, so like anywhere from 100 to 200, 200 kids. And um, we'll link up a post where you can see some pictures of the setup, but basically there'll be a hula hoop with three different sizes of jump rope. The kids all come in and they're in groups of three or four or five, however much room you have. And then uh, every few minutes you'll call the next uh, first jumper up into the middle. And you just kind of have everybody uh, have fun. We have a little mic going. You MC the whole thing. You can do line dances. 
do different tricks, do partner tricks, okay. do long rope Go jumping, rolling, get your school mascot to come out. Administration in Administration there. comes out. Yeah. yeah. So it's a, it's a fun way to do uh, any kind of big culminating yeah. event type yeah. thing. Um, you can use it for any kind of fundraiser if you want to do like a school jump rope fundraiser. So you can check that resource out as well. All the links to everything will be provided down below. And thanks for hanging out. Hope that was really helpful for you. Signing off? Signing off. See you guys next time. All Everything is at thepspecialist.com slash podcast. Have an awesome day. Hey guys, thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Fizz Ed Q&A Show podcast. I hope it was so helpful and you got some serious value bombs out of it. Just wanted to let you know that this episode is sponsored by the PE Specialist Membership Community. It's an awesome crew of passionate PE teachers where we get together, brainstorm ideas, come to with common problems and provide feedback to each other. And we've got a ton of awesome resources like e-courses, online trainings, tutorials, a ton of unit and lesson plan samples, printable station signs, and cues posters. And I could keep on going, but I know you've got things to do. So I just wanted to let you know, if you want to check out the details and see if it might be a good fit for you, you can head on over to thepspecialist.com slash info for some more information. As always, have fun and teach on. Have a great day, guys.